This is the Entrepreneur Podcast with Amy and Jeff. We're a husband and wife team that has started and scaled salons in multiple markets, each with its own unique starting point. We launch each business with core strategies and by always staying true to our vision and brand. Tune in for ideas and inspiration on how to achieve wealth in your salon business, relationships, and family. Welcome to The Salon Entrepreneur. We're your host, Amy and Jeff. And today's topic is how and when to fire a client. How and when to fire a client. That seems like you can't even talk about that. Is that even a thing? It's totally a thing. Or it should be a thing if, you're, if you've never done it and you've been in the industry for a long time. Sometimes they're just moments or clients that just don't work. They just don't fit with you. Right. Well, I... There's that, the old adage, the customer is always right. And I think so many businesses are built around that mentality that there are clients that can make your life miserable and uh, apparently are never happy with the outcome. And no matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to have success. And so, you know, sometimes you do need to fire a client. Yeah, we talk a lot on the salon entrepreneur on how to create your ideal book of business or clientele. And in order to do that, sometimes you have to let go of clients that aren't the right fit so that you can gain the new ones that are. Right. And so um, in order to do that, you have to be okay with it as well. Because in the past, on my a lot of my other salons, I wouldn't have done that because that's a client. There are, you know, clients sometimes are hard to get and to build a business. And so I'm, I'd be like, well, it's a client, it's money, it's a service, I'm gonna do it no matter what, even if it's the worst part of my day or the longest part of my day and I'm actually not making as much money as I could if I had a client that was the right fit, that was happy with my services or my prices. Right. So I've came to terms and I've realized like there's a time in your career and a point in time in your career where you have to decipher if that client is the right fit for you or not. Yeah. No, and I think it's a valuable topic because like we've talked about in the past, having that client experience, we all have different capabilities. We all have different personalities. We all mesh with people in different ways. So it could be a lot of, a lot of things. And we're not saying every client that's a little bit difficult is a a client you need to get rid of. I mean, sometimes you need to get on the same page and sometimes maybe you just weren't listening to what their needs are. So this is over the course of a you know, a session or two, if we're just miles apart and it doesn't seem like we're getting any closer. I mean, a new client is always a challenge no matter what, but you need to really start to look at that and and over time be able to make that assessment. So there is a when, and then there is a how on a professional diplomatic way to handle what's sometimes somewhat of a tough conversation. Um, So that's kind of what we put together today. So let's talk about the when, you know, Right now, one of the things, of course, is that this client comes in and they literally soak up your day. You know, if Joan comes in, like we're in for a four hour and it should be a two hour, but there's a variety of things that go into that. Help us understand how to assess the the client that takes too much time. 
Yeah, so Joan comes in, and Joan, every single time we have to do another hour consultation about, it's it's like you're starting fresh with her every single time, like you've never done her hair. And, you know, I'm very thorough on my consultations. I will pull out all of the examples. I will show pictures. I will have visuals. We'll talk about tones, the whole thing. So if every time she comes in, we have to act like we've I've never done her hair before, that's a giant waste of my time, and I'm not getting anywhere. Right. And so I feel like we're stuck in this this time warp where we're just going backwards all the time, and it's just it's a waste. And I don't want to keep talking rehashing everything I've already went over. And now her hair's changed from the first session because I have done her hair, and you know also. I, f- I felt like I've nailed exactly what she was looking for because I don't do somebody's hair unless I feel like I know what they're looking for after I go through all of the examples and um, the visuals. So once I do that, and I'm not saying the first session, it, we're always going to crush it because new clients, it could be a corrective service or we're trying to get them to um, a potential end result that might take a few sessions. So I'm not saying that, but I am saying that if we have to go back and act like we haven't done anything before or do, I had one client that um, she wanted me to do a test strand after I've already done her hair. I'm, what am I testing at this point? My test was doing your hair the last few times, you know? Right. And and so those are kind of the things where I'm like, I don't think we align. I don't see what you see, no matter how many ways I explain it. And that's just a giant waste of my time. Right. Well, we talked about that in a previous episode, the crusher consult is getting that alignment with your client after looking at the inspiration pictures. So if you go through that and you feel like you have a path and you execute it and then they still don't seem like it was what they were looking for, maybe they really don't know what they're looking for. And, and Most you're just of the time. You're throwing Hail Marys just trying to make something stick. So the taking too much time, that's an obvious one. If you're having to do redundant activities or like you said, adding analysis to their hair that doesn't make any sense when they've been a client for a period of time. And and you kind of talked about this already, but I think it can go even further is just over explaining or a almost a reconsultation within the same service where you've got that alignment, you know exactly what you need to do, you've got the skills to get there, and then you're you're almost re-explaining it throughout the entire process again. That's another kind of red flag for somebody you've had for a period of time. Yeah, it it's so frustrating um and disappointing. You you've done their hair, you feel like you've nailed what they were looking for or came close to what they were looking for. And then the next time it's like starting fresh, well, here's kind of what I'm thinking. And, and I know we've all been through this. And, um, but if, if it's the same client and you're constantly doing it, then for me, I don't, I, I don't have time in my schedule for that client anymore. And I would rather put a client in there that I, that I know we are going to align in the whole process. Mm -hmm. I don't want to start fresh every single time with examples. And I also want to build off of what we've already done. And if I don't feel like we're doing that, then that's a waste. Right. Yeah. So a lot of redundancy, again, is is another thing that that sometimes happens if we don't have the ideal client. Um, A weird one that I see happen is you you get these clients and you've got the the long... uh, service and things like that. You're re-explaining it, whatever it is. They seem like they're not super thrilled and they're not, you know, eager. And then the next day they rebook. And this is Mm -hmm. almost like this vicious cycle of mental torment where 
They're like, look, this lady, no matter lady or guy, whatever, they, they, we just don't seem on the same page. I want them to think it's phenomenal and they don't. And then they leave and it's just kind of whatever. And boom, there, there they come through rebooking again. How do you assess that? I guess when that starts to happen, because it, it's just a recipe for disaster. And that happens a lot where, I mean, I see it with my stylist or other stylists and uh, myself. Um, you'll do a service. You, you didn't feel like the client was happy or when you were done or were overly happy. They just kind of seemed like a, eh, it was fine. And you put everything you had into it and you went through very professional manner and did it. You thought you nailed it. And they just keep rebooking with you or want to re they're like, let's reschedule or they do it online or whatever the way that they can do it. And you're so shocked that they keep putting themselves through it too, if they're not happy. So then you wonder, is that client really unhappy or are they just the one that want, doesn't want to make you feel a hundred percent good about anything you've done? Right. You know, do they think you're going to give up trying? I'm not sure, but that is such a, a mind uh, shift because I'm never sure. I'm like, they must like me enough to rebook, but yet I don't, I'm not really sure I want to do it because I don't know where to go from here. So, right. you know, it's, it's, it's confusing. It's really confusing deciding. And then you have to make a decision. You're like, well, I have a client on this day and I'm, I want clients, but do I want to put myself through that and know that at the end they're going to just be like, ah, eh, yeah, it's, it's okay. You'll, you'll get it next time or something like that. You're right. like, What? So that those are the decisions that you got to make when that happens. Right. Yeah. So that one's kind of a, an odd one where you're, you're just never aligned and there's just not that, Hey, this, this is, a, I'm doing a perfect job for this client. The other one, and we talk about this in, in other manners is just related to the whole discounting thing. And mm -hmm. you know, we've grown our businesses saying, if, if you're growing just based on discounts, that's a challenging business for us. Other salons have a lot of success with Groupon or other ads that they run. That might be that kind of salon. But we've intentionally moved some of our newer salons more into just this uh, service, luxury, value-based business without having to deal with that. But you can tell the clients that come in right away where their whole angle is, I'm going to see how much I can negotiate this down by not being happy. That's a tough one. Talk about that. Yeah, it, that is a tough one where they're never happy or they have buyer's remorse when they're done. Even though you, you know, sometimes you can tell in the middle of the session they might be happy or they feel like you did a good job. And then all of a sudden at the end, once the price comes, then then there's some issue or it wasn't quite right or and they're just trying to get a discount. Something thrown in or next time maybe, you know, you'll do it for free or redo it. You know, I've had people um, leave and then they'll, they'll call in a week and they'll say, Hey, yeah, it just wasn't quite right. You know, like, okay, well, well then come in and let me see it. Well, I'll, I, I'm going to be busy for the next couple of weeks. So, and I, I want to give my hair a break or whatever. And, uh, you know, so maybe in three weeks we can do it or four weeks. Well, then you're ready for your service again. So, right. I mean, our policy is it's got to be within the week after you get it done, but you know, they'll try all sorts of things to get these discounts. And then obviously that's a red flag too. You know, that client is going to be the one with buyer's remorse or the one that says, oh, you're too expensive, even though they know your prices before they start with ours anyway, because they're all listed online. Um, so those are really challenging too. Right. And they will rebook as well. So it, it mm -hmm. just turns into a vicious cycle where, you know, you're always, there's going to always be something 
likely they're probably pretty happy with their hair. I mean, again, anybody that rebooks to me says, I didn't hate it. You know, maybe they didn't think you knocked it out of the park or whatever that was, but they sure as hell didn't hate it because they're coming back. Right. Or they just see a huge opportunity to completely take advantage of a stylist or a business or something like that too. And unfortunately, there are a few people like that. But I think by and large, it's just people that either weren't ready for that luxury service or that level of service. And then, you know, now they're trying to figure out, okay, I I do want that, but it it might not just be a great fit for me. So that can make it tough for them to be a long-term client too. Again, these are just a handful of different things that can over time start to have an impact on one, they're good client experience, but more importantly, your book of business and getting those ideal clients. This is something that's happened over time. If you're a stylist, you know, I know if if you had any stylists in your businesses that were in this situation, they would come to you and say, look, this is a challenging client for me. And maybe it's a mismatch of personality. Maybe it's a mismatch of just the client just is that is a difficult client, no matter what, probably no matter where they go. So you're very supportive in making sure that we've got good alignment with everybody there. The tough part is, like anything, how how do you do the breakup? Like, what what's the right way to talk to a client and say, "Hey, this this just isn't a great fit. You know, this isn't working out." Send them the you know the dear John letter or whatever it is. What's what's the way that you've approached that in a professional manner? Because again, you can already pretty much guarantee you might get a negative review or something. So again, if you're a stylist, hopefully you have a salon owner that supports you and, and cares about the the success that you can have as long as you've given it your all and you've just nailed it and everybody can agree on that how do they how do you go through that process it well it's got to it's got to just be a conversation whether that's in person or on the phone depending upon you know they leave and your your stylist comes up to you and and says hey i just i cannot do her hair again and and here's the reasons why you know, and every time she comes in, she, she drains me. She expects me to jump all these hoops. She wants me to go back into the consultation, which takes an hour of my time. And as a salon owner, I don't want that either. Um, or, you know, we're in the service industry and some people just, they, they belittle you or they treat you a certain way because you're doing a service. Right. And not, I mean, these, these cases are very rare too. Um, might I add, I don't have a lot of clients like this or ever have, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes they, they treat your stylist like this too. And so you have to defend your business and the people working for you and trust that. And most of the time, you know, they're not wrong. You've seen it and they've tried it many times. So it's just, it's just having that conversation with the client. You know, a lot of times it's, it's a call to call them and just let them know, look, we appreciate you coming to the salon uh, the last, I don't know, six months or whatever it's been. But I don't think so-and-so, Jill's not the right stylist for you. You know, we, you guys aren't aligning on um, your expectations. It doesn't seem like we can make you happy. And that's what all we want to do. So we really just think that there's probably somebody who's a better fit. Um, and that's that's usually where I start it. Mm-hmm. And there's no way there's not going to be offended. There's no way, right. no matter how nice it's you gonna say It's going to be it. awkward no matter what, but yes. you, I think the thing that you've done a good job of, and, and we, this is kind of one of our business principles, is take the tough issues head on. And yes. that's a tough issue because you want clients to love everything that your salon does, and, and you want your stylist to have success too, but this is, there's no, don't be sneaky about it. Don't cancel their appointments or something. Right. Take it head on. Deal with the uncomfortable moment that it is. 
we've used the overuse, I overuse the tear the bandaid off analogy, yep. but you know, I, I don't know a better way to say it. Like you just got to get through it. You got to get through those tough times and those tough conversations and then you'll be better off on the other side of it. And I guess, you know, again, your owner needs to realize there might be a bad review if that ends up being the way that it goes. Yep. But as long as everybody's aligned on that, you got to do the right thing for the business and for you as a stylist and for the client, honestly, they, a lot of times they probably go find the perfect fit. Right. And boom, there they are. You know, they, you just weren't the right salon and they, they didn't want to admit it or whatever it is. Yeah. And that's so true. But yeah, you always feel so much better when, after it's done and you do it, you make, you know, your stylist, you know, that they're happy now. They don't have to see Joan again because that was just not working for her. And she dreads her day when Joan's on the books and you don't want that. None of us want to go into a schedule every every month and we see the same person that we're like, oh my gosh, I'm never, she, she's never happy or she right. always thinks I charge too much or, you know, we don't, you don't have to put up with that. Right. You know, like create, once you get rid of Joan, then you might be able to get that person that is the perfect fit. Maybe right. your schedule's so tight and Joan's taking up two people's time. You know, now you got rid of Joan and now you have time for the perfect person. So you have to be honest with yourself and realize and again, I've done it in the past. I've wanted to keep everybody and I want to make it, I'm going to make her happy. And I bend over backwards. And at the end of the day, I'm just like, oh my gosh, she's not happy again. Or it doesn't seem that way. Right. Uh, you don't have to do it. Yep. So you got to have the conversation. They will be offended 99% of the time. No one's like, great. Thank you. I'm so excited to find the new stylist. <laughs> I appreciate you being so forthcoming with me. That's yeah. I, I, you know, that's, I'm so excited to go look for a new salon now. Thanks for firing me from yours. But either way, there could be there could be a situation like that. But it's time to let them have the the con- or having the conversation with them and be prepared that they might not be happy, right? And sometimes they don't understand why you're firing them. So then then you have to have a little bit deeper conversation. Yeah, it, it's an interesting topic and one that I don't think gets talked about very often because it's kind of this taboo thing. And again, for the business for the people that work for you, and honestly, for the client as well, being honest, and as long as everybody, I, I can't stress that enough, because y- you got to do a great job, at least in the salon, and make sure people know that you did, and then you can have these kind of conversations. If you sucked at it, and they were not happy, <laughs> then accept the fact that you sucked, and get better the next time. Yeah. You know, that's the only caveat to this this topic, but in general, you know, those tough clients, I think, People let them hang around too long and it has a really negative impact on your business. I think you made a great point. I can't imagine if every four weeks you see this name on your schedule and you're like, oh shit. Yep. I hate this Tuesday. It's the fourth Tuesday of the month. <laughs> you know, she's booked up for the next two years. Yeah. And, and has, is just, that person may be miserable and the experience is miserable. That's not what we're all signing up for. So it, I think it's important to have leadership and self-awareness that sometimes these changes need to happen. Yeah. Just make the change. Don't just, I mean, I've waited way too long to make the change. Sometimes, you know, we just put ourselves through it and energy comes across and it comes over you too. So the rest of the day, you're like in this funk, even if you're done with her, um, or him. And it's just, it doesn't have to be that way. Right. You know, and, and if they're really honest with themselves, they know too. Like you said, maybe they're going through something and they're projecting it onto you. But you know, because we listen a lot, we're therapists a lot. Um, but we can't, we can't do that to ourselves. I mean, this is our career. You know, um, 
it's days are long sometimes, so we don't even make, need to make them longer with somebody who's not making us happy. It's because it's about our happiness as well, not just theirs. Right. You know, we got to deliver the service, but it it's our day. It's our schedule. You know, we're professionals. We went to school for this. We're trained. So sometimes you just got to make the decision, go, you know what? This isn't the right client for me. This one shouldn't be on my books anymore. Right. So you mentioned, again, this is this is a rare occurrence, but has it ever happened, a rare occurrence that you need to fire a client, but has it ever happened where you start to have that conversation and they're like, no, baby, I could change. Like, I'm <laughs> yes, sorry, you're right. Yes. I was an a-hole the entire time and I actually am super happy with my hair and they come back in the next time and they're almost like a different person to you or that stylist. Has that ever happened? I don't think we've ever let it happen from what I, I mean, because like, like you said, firing a client is rare. It's not, it's not that often that you have to do it, but you know, they will say sometimes I have had them say, well, I wasn't unhappy with my hair. I'm like, well, it doesn't seem like you were happy because now we're starting fresh again and I've already done your hair four times. And, and then, then it kind of gets to the point, well, maybe it's not where they're unhappy. Maybe it's me. I don't know what you want and I can't move forward if I don't know what you want. You know, so they, they might be cool with just keep coming and let's rehash it and do it. But I can't allow that because I've done it so many times. Right. So, and it's not, it, it doesn't mean that this client's mean. This client might not be mean. She might just not know what she wants. Or sometimes I find that they've moved and they have the same stylist for a hundred years and now they're trying to find a new stylist and they want the same thing that that old stylist did. We don't know what that was. Now their hair is different because they might've tried 10 people before they got to us. Right. And um, so their hair is completely different. So we couldn't even do what that original stylist did a million times. And also their hair changes. And that's what I have to remind them too. Your hair is not the same as it was three years ago when you lived wherever you lived, you know? So there's a lot of things that go into it that they don't see. And so it's just being the professional, making sure you go over that with them and explaining to them. But I can't be, you know, wanting to rip my hair out every time too, because I don't know what you want. Right. So it's not always about them either. If they want to change or they want to come in it's, it might be you. You're just like, I'm exhausted. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I think, again, to kind of summarize, we're, we're saying over a period of time, if it doesn't make a fit, I, I think so often people just grin and bear it. And that's not good for a long-term career. In fact, that might be what drives some stylists to another salon. Just like they've got a, a book where 20% of their business is people that suck to do, do yeah, their hair. Yeah, it's miserable. Yeah, like they're not happy. So again, as as salon owners, as stylists, let's respect the fact that there are sometimes some challenging clients and we need to make decisions to move on from them for the health of the business and the health of your career. Honestly, um, there's a diplomatic way to do it. There's a professional way to do it. Take it head on, deal with the repercussions of it. And again, hopefully this is a very rare situation. If you're somebody that feels like you need to fire every uh, client that comes in, the <laughs> oh, pub, might be you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say. That might be you. Yeah. But in general, any last words on this? No, I, I agree. And you can't be, you can't be afraid. You know, it's not going to ruin the rest of your clients. It's not going to ruin your business. Maybe they write a review. Maybe they don't. Um, that, that stuff just happens. I mean, people write reviews that shouldn't have wrote reviews either. So you can't worry about that. You can't base your decision on anything else besides the fact that 
you either they either align with you or they don't. Yep. And it works or it doesn't. So have the conversation and move on. Awesome. So don't have any clients you need to fire this week, but if you do, now you know how to follow that. Have a great week. Thank you.